This is the TJ Show. Somehow I missed this story, but social media knew that I'd be interested in it. So <laughs> I just found out all these details yesterday. I didn't even realize that this was a real person. I didn't know the story of Bob Moore. You probably know exactly who he is. If you've ever bought oatmeal or grains from Bob's Red Mill. Right. You ever see those in the baking aisle yeah, or in the cereal aisle? There's like a little picture of a dude on the yeah, bag. with that's a white him. beard. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That, that was Bob. a real guy. And he was 94 years old. He passed away a couple weeks ago and his celebration of life was open to the public and it happened over the weekend. And, you know, as the internet does, you start clicking on one thing, it leads mm-hmm. to the next thing. And I found out so much interesting information about this guy. He was so inspiring. And I just want to read a couple of these points, and I think you'll see why I'm doing this. He founded Flour Mill and then Bob's Red Mill back in 1974, Mm. and the company grew and grew, got larger and larger. This means he didn't start this business until he was 50 years old. Come on, that's like the second half of his life. (laughs) It actually, it turns out it was. Yeah. And I just think this is so important to note, because I've heard so many people over 50, because I like to hang around a lot older, older people. Older, wiser people, right? Yeah, and I've found there's a lot of fruit, and people who are over 50 have so much value to offer our world, and, and to me. So I find sometimes the way that I hear people talk in that age group, they, they act like it's over. Like, ah, oh, well, you know, I lived life, or they're talking about their and past. It's like, no, you have so much more life to live. Yeah, and look at this, another great example of someone who in the later portion of their life built this legacy. He pioneered whole grain nutrition, and he got interested in this because his wife, named Charlie actually, same name as my daughter, (laughs) uh, made him a loaf of bread that he was intrigued by. He read a book, and it led to this deep fascination in whole grains, and then he started this whole company because of it, which I think is so cool. The power in a book, right? We talk about that all the time. And the power in curiosity. The fact that he was curious about the bread that then led to the book that then led to something else. That's such a great point, Jabo. And I I always share this with people who are like, yeah, I don't really know what I want to do or, oh, I'm working this job, but you know, I got to pay the bills. If any of us just follow our curiosities, it leads to incredible places. It Mm -hmm. leads to adventures. And there is some book, I'm sure, someone who had the same curiosity as you, and it will just be this like spider web of an adventure. It'll lead to that book. Then the next thing, before you know it, you're starting a flower company at 50. Right. Overcoming adversity, Bob... His original mill was destroyed by a fire suspected to be arson. Who knows what was going on there? Maybe somebody was jelly of his oatmeal. Yeah, right. It was the Quaker Oats guy. Whoa. (laughs) That's not truth. No. That's not truth. Don't spread that. Was he a real person? (laughs) I don't know. His picture's on the box, too. Right. (laughs) Let's say it was Captain Crunch. Okay, we'll go something like (laughs) that. No, but I mean, he obviously devastating. Here he starts this business, and he still, he had resilience, continued to build it up, and his vision came back even stronger with wow. the next building. He was an incredible leader. He made a groundbreaking move. He transferred ownership of this very successful company, Bob's Red Mill, to its employees. Now 700 employees own this company that he started. And he was quoted in saying, it's the only business decision that makes sense and it's in alignment with biblical principles. So it seems he was a believer. Bob went on to say, I did what I loved and I loved what I did. I took the talent God gave me and I did something with it. So I just want to take a moment to honor Bob Moore today. I was so inspired by reading his story. Love a story like that. One of the weirdest things just happened off the air. 
and I'm confused by it because usually <laughs> Heather is such a rational human being. Our producer yeah. Heather, she's a very smart person. Yes, she is. She's yeah. very generous and kind, mm-hmm. and I think this was coming from a good place, but it just went off the rails. And I, did we almost get into a fight about this? I don't know if it was a fight. I, I'm just confused. Heather, can you please explain the nice act you've tried to commit today? Well, I had a coupon for fr- a free pound of bacon, and if you guys this is at the grocery store. Yeah, at the grocery store. You guys know me; I don't eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. What am I gonna do with a pound of bacon? I'm not gonna eat it, but I'm not gonna waste a pound of bacon. It's free. Like free bacon is free bacon, right? But as a vegetarian, aren't you supposed to not even support bacon by taking it out of the store? Wouldn't that be what your fellow vegetarians would want you to do? I mean, it was already like in the store. Like what? Like I know, but if you keep buying not- it, then they just they keep. But I didn't you, buy it. That's the thing. It was free. I know. But if you, but if there's a demand for it, then they're <laughs> going to keep hunting down pigs, which is what you don't want. Yeah, well, but it's uh, almost already hunted down. I know, so but, but can't if, let it go to waste. But if vegetarians really wanted to stop, then they they would uh, just say well, we're not going to support meat at all. Listen, I'm trying to do you guys a favor. I have this free pound of bacon, and I figured somebody in this room is going to want it because it's free bacon. I want it. So. <laughs> Me. So I'm offering yes, it to somebody here. I know you want it, Jabo, and guess what? I want it too. <laughs> well, and guess who else wants it? Producer Kenny, I think you seem to want that bacon. I want to bring home the bacon. You know, the problem is I'll you arm can't, wrestle you for it. You can't just bring in free bacon and then say to the room who would like this, and then in unison, of course, you're going to hear a choir of Hello? people say, "Yes, I do." <laughs> well, my first thought was just to give it to you, TJ, because you have a family to feed them. Like he's got like a herd of people in his yeah, house, and he needs bacon. But you didn't. You didn't say that though. You said who would like no, it. No, you're right. I did. So that you understand now, you've created a problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something that needs to be solved now. I was just trying to do a nice thing. This is not my fault. Okay, so <laughs> we I cannot be for blamed it. for this. I know. It started as a nice thing, but you've actually created an issue now. How what do we, we resolve this? What do we do? Maybe I mean, we who, just write, like, who, I mean, it's not on me you, to, yes, to resolve this. It's, you pick I the, have the bacon. You guys have to figure out who gets the bacon. Why doesn't camera guy Josh want the bacon? What's I your do problem? want the bacon. Oh, you, you do just haven't turned my mic on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I guess he was pretty silent. He's. Uh, I thought he just works out too much to eat right. bacon. No, nope. bacon. It's I hickory. work out so I can eat bacon. <laughs> okay, right. so now pick the person. Who do you like the most? Oh, wow. This is not. You know I mean, you like me the most. I mean, Jabo is my girl. And <laughs> we got, ladies got to stick together. Right? Right. Come on, it, yeah. Do you feel but, comfortable with picking your favorite person on the show? Yeah, but I think you guys need to like explain why you deserve the bacon. Are you like, kidding? You pro- like, no, I, sh- I can't just give it to you. You're too uncomfortable to just pick a favorite person. Well, she just says she just says she likes me the most. Well, yeah, but I'm, I can't just give it to you either because that would make me. Feel well, at least you have some morals. <laughs> All right, so I Maybe think, we should write a poem or a haiku or something. Here's yeah. the thought that's coming to mind. I think the only way to solve this is to petition for the bacon. So I want everyone in this moment to think about a pitch as to why they deserve the bacon. Producer Kenny. I deserve the bacon because I would be willing to eat it all in one sitting if you give it to me. Okay. Ooh. I will cook it up and eat it all, videotape the whole thing for your enjoyment. You don't need to eat all that, that bacon. That sounds like a heart attack waiting well, to happen. It's also dangerous. It's not yeah. up to you. It's up to me. So next. Jabo, what is your pitch? <laughs> all right. Well, I love bacon so much, I wrote a haiku. Ooh. Oh, okay. Let me hear it. I don't know what that is, but great. Okay. Uh, crispy morning joy. Sizzling dance in the pan's warmth. Bacon. Love at first bite. Okay. 
Dance in the pants. What does that have to do with pants? Oh, pa- oh pants. Oh, pants. I misheard warm. that. The pan, gotcha. pan situation. All right, so a poem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little haiku. That was nice. I like that. Thank Camera you. guy yeah. Josh, go ahead yes. and make your pitch. Why do you deserve the bacon? Well, as someone who shares a deep love for our furry friends, I believe that bacon isn't just a treat for humans. I'm committing to sharing a portion of this bacon bounty with my four-legged office companions. What does that mean? I just want the bacon. Okay? You can share with your dog. You can share with your dog. That's what ChatGPT told me to say. I was so just say, give me the bacon. Fake. Did that you use ChatGPT <laughs> to write your pitch as to why you should get the bacon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so did. to humanize it, right. he wants to share it with his dog. I'll share it with my dog. Well, I mean, that's a plus point, but then taking the ChatGPT thing, that's minus a minus point. point. So it's like yeah. z- you're back at zero. Maybe more. So, well, Kenny's yeah. negative, so I think I'm doing yeah. <laughs> Let me. I know this is going to be a shock to the whole room, but I am going to recuse myself what? from this competition because oh. because I noticed, and this is something I don't like about bacon, the package is sweating a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's been sitting out for a minute. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, and so I don't yeah. want it anymore. <laughs> and so there, it's going to make your decision a little bit easier. I'm taking myself out of it. Whatever, I wasn't going to give it to you anyway. That's why, I, you know, and I hate using the extra plastic bag in the freezer area, but this is why I put the extra plastic bag on it. You have a family of five. I'm sure you can use this bacon. Right? No, no. Yes, producer Kenny. I don't want to make any accusations, but Jaybo, did you use ChatGPT to write that haiku? Kenny, I need you to mind your business. <laughs> Touch your know. nose. Whoa. Wait a minute. Are we relying on ChatGPT for these pitches? Well, you have to... Maybe oh. I did. What? Are we using performance yeah, so enhancers wrong? here? Yeah. But this is a performance enhancing th- foul. You know what? what? I was going to admit that, but Kenny's so nosy. I was going to admit it that I used ChatGPT after Heather chose me. Oh, okay. I, well, Heather, I he, think... I was going to admit that. I think by default, I think Kenny gets the bacon. But I'm also, Hold on. I'm really offended that Kenny would assume that I can't write a haiku. It's not that you were asking questions about how to sign up for a chat GPT account earlier <laughs> off the ship. You told on yourself, bro. I wasn't going to use it, but then I was like, maybe I shall. This place is all kinds of messed up. <laughs> Kenneth, congratulations. You've won the bacon. You're bringing home the bacon. Yes. How do you get a negative score and still win? <laughs> That's so wild. You don't cheat. This is the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. I wasn't going to play this on the show. Because I was like, eh, maybe it's too personal to bring this up. But then in light of what happened a few moments ago on the radio, where ChatGPT became the center of this competition we were having, (laughs) as producer Heather put it, performance-enhancing drugs, (laughs) it's become more and more of a centerpiece of discussion in our world. And last night, I got into an argument with my wife, Jess, and I messed up. It It was my fault, but I was rude. To her as we were talking through this Aww. whole argument. And in the middle of the argument, she accused me of something that I was kind of surprised by because it was very serious. And so I put on my journalism hat in the middle of the argument and I interviewed her right after she accused me of what she accused me of. We, by we, I mean me and my wife Jess are in a legitimate argument right now, like an actual fight. <laughs> she is so mad at me. And I sent her. <laughs> A text message. By the way, she's just looking at me sideways right now. Like, are you really reporting oh, on this right now? It's yeah. like, well, I am a journalist too. Yes, I'm your husband, but I'm also, you know, I've got a report. Hey, Jess, how are you doing? Oh my gosh. I mean, everything. Oh, you send me a ton of text messages. 
Okay. Yeah, I sent her a bunch of text messages on the drive. The the arguments started while I was driving home, and of course I want to be safe. So I started talking the text messages into my, you know, you could do that from the dashboard, yeah. and I wanted to be safe and fighting. And you just accused me of what? They were really long text messages, really long with full sentences and periods. It was like you were writing me an essay, a college paper. And what did you just accuse me of? If you wrote it, or did you write it through chat GPD? T. Chat GBD. <laughs> Stop. She called it Chat GBD. Did you hear that? DJ. This is not the time. I'm not done with you. I know. We're You're in the... Just trying to wiggle out of it. We're in the middle of a fight, but let me just say that. No, for the record. Whose fault is tonight's fight? What? Whose fault is tonight's fight? It's me. I, I had a misscheduling of uh, no, situations. And a, and a miss heart attitude. I did turn to having an attitude. I'm capable of having an attitude, and it's not my finest moment. So. But uh, here, I was sending her legitimate text messages that I was speaking into the phone, and she thought I was using artificial intelligence to generate this, and this is all because of an innocent experiment I did a couple weeks back uh-huh. where I wrote her a letter using ChatGPT. She totally fell for That's it. That's on you. <laughs> now you can't undo it. But now she's suspicious that everything is ChatGPT. I'm like, no, 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 that was full disclosure. I admitted to it when that happened. That was a test. I'm capable of having an attitude sometimes, but I want you to know that I was talking the text messages into my phone, and that's why they looked the way they did, but that was all from me. ChatGPT probably would have done better. (laughs) That's nice. All right, back to (laughs) our argument. This is going to be fun. And it was fun. It was a a lot of fun. (laughs) We had a couple miscommunications, and this happens, you know. But the good thing is that even with miscommunications, my wife is a very mature person. And we were able to talk through everything and get on the same page. And it's because we love each other so much. You we want to be, yeah. You see how you're still paying for what you did last week about yeah, the whole GPT? That was a science experiment. Yep. Scientists Batting you in the butt. Most of the time, scientists should not be held accountable for, this well, is to further humanity. You are her husband, and therefore she's holding you accountable. <laughs> yes, Kenny. It's the boy who cried wolf, except you're the boy who used chat GPT. You're going to be accused of using no. chat GPT yep. every time you, you have an argument now. You can't do this to science. Yep. Now, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, you can hear where this whole accusation came from. Go to February 20th in our podcast feed. Just search for The TJ Show. You will see the science experiment I did. Well, J-Bo. What's up, TJ? I'm glad you can at least admit it. Yeah, I like to be an honest person. I call my own fouls. So you were having dinner with your husband, Archie, who was visiting. He's active in the U.S. military, so you guys are usually many, many hours apart. Yep. And it's so sweet. I love that. He constantly prioritizes getting to you. And he's one of the sweetest guys that I know. He's a great guy. And he seems to be so in tune with your emotion. He knows every detail Mm -hmm. of your needs. (laughs) Actually, sometimes I'm around this guy. I start taking notes. You see me pull my notebook out. I was like... Wow, that was cool. I'm sure you do a great job, too. <laughs> Kenny, do you see what RG does? Yeah, man. I mean, you're taking notes, right? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> this is very important when we see someone like that. And J-Bo was, uh, was grabbing a bite to eat with him last night. You guys were eating, and you admitted something to him. Yeah. Archie. Ooh. The other day, I was filling out a form. You know, they always ask for, like, emergency contact. So I put your name, obviously, because you're my spouse, Archie. Mm. And then they asked for a phone number. And you don't have your number memorized. <laughs> 
You still don't remember Archie's phone number. I, I do not. We've been together, I don't know, about eight years, married six, and I still don't have it memorized. What's the problem with remembering the seven well, or uh, ten numbers? You see, ten, that's yeah, too ten. much. Yeah, no, I know. That's it's too th- much. My phone can do it for me. <laughs> so <laughs> when you were filling out the emergency form, you had to reference your contact card. Yeah. Do you, and you feel bad about that, right? You mm. must. A little bit, yeah, for I mean, sure. Come on, of course you feel bad about it. Yeah, of course I do. It's horrible. I do. I feel Why bad. are you shaking your head, Matt? That is almost eight years. Yeah, you're trying to shame me? No, I'm just saying. I know, it's bad. I'm gotten better, though. Like, I know the area code. 314. Mm-hmm. You do know the area code. <laughs> that okay. I know. Listen, you're getting there. That's a pretty large percentage. I think it's under 30%, but you, you're getting there. You'll get the rest by the time you, you're 60. I hope so. How long did it take you to memorize my number? About a month, month and a half. A month and a half. I know. When he said that, I was like, oh, that is bad. I mean, that is That's what made me feel really, impressive. really bad. A month and a half. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. You must have been in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in love. I know. Do, do you remember your girlfriend's phone number, Kenny? I, I don't even know her area code. Wow, and that's a year now. It, we've been together for a year today, and I um, only remember my mom and my dad's cell phone numbers, and that's because I didn't have a cell phone when they first got their cell phones. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't know my friend Lou's cell phone number. But I know his household number from when we were kids. Oh yeah, and these numbers. And he doesn't have that number anymore. Th- no, I'm I don't, sure. I'm sure some random person would pick it up if I called it. But I know my mom's cell phone number because she's had it since I was a kid. Okay. My dad changed cell phones, so I remember his old number. I don't remember his new number. Oh. And my wife Jess, I I've been with her for over ten years, and I think it was the seven year mark that I finally you remembered see? it. So okay. I'm a little <laughs> okay. Well, we've been together yeah. eight years. My husband Archie and yeah. I. So. Hopefully by the nine-year mark, I'll have it memorized. Do you think your wife, Jess, knows your number? I don't know that she does for sure. Because anytime it comes up, she goes, ah, is it? Is it? I'm like, just be confident. <laughs> just know it. <laughs> Care enough to know it. And I think the reason why is, like, if we were stranded somewhere, which yeah. thankfully hasn't happened yet, we need to know how to get in touch with, the, with I think our people. About that. Now, the other issue is, if we are stranded and our phone's not working, who's handing over their phone to let us make a call? I've right. practiced that push like hey sir i'm a very honest man you can hold on to my wrist and punch me if i try to run away can i please use your phone that's what i would do even then i would i would get a total f like i wouldn't even know i would call 911 before i call my husband archie because i don't even know my husband's na- number do you remember the number to 911 yeah i do uh, okay yeah that one i've mastered you ever look around your house and at the most unexpected time you get this feeling that hits you I've been consumed by clutter, mm-hmm. and there's stuff all over the place. And you're like, how did I get all this stuff? It makes you feel like a slob. So a much. Mess. Yeah, and, then, and then if you have kids, stuff just finds its way into our houses. And you look around, <laughs> you're like, I don't even have space anymore. And so we had this moment. It was almost like it hit my wife, Jess, and me at the same time. We're like, we got to do something about this. It's holidays and birthdays and you know, people tend to want to just make a kid smile in the moment. Right. And they go, all right, well, you know, sure, you want the Barbie dream house. Now, that thing takes up square footage in our house. Mm-hmm. So we filled up two trash bags worth of stuff that just like missing parts, games that have like seemingly oh been ripped goodness. in half. We had a hungry, hungry hippo. And uh, it was cracked in half. How do you crack a it was hungry, hungry tree? Your girls are tough on their toys. Well, you know, that game, in all fairness, you got to you gotta hit things hard. Yeah. And- I just was chatting with my wife, and I'm like, you know, what are toys 
that we liked. I don't remember having this many toys mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And uh, the one that immediately came to mind, because I always think like as a parent, I want to make sure that I'm encouraging the people who love us in our lives. And also for me, I'm encouraging us to think about what we're buying, what we're spending our money on that we work so hard for. And I think that some of these toys can actually lead to some fulfillment in life. Like I think back to when I was a kid and somebody got me a microscope one time. I think it was my grandpa. And I remember it was the coolest toy and I played with this thing so much. And this is just one microscope, okay? So it didn't take up a lot of space, fit in a closet. And for years I had this thing and had the slides and everything. And it was the real deal. And I'll never forget like finding a bug for the first time that was dead and putting it on the little slide Mm -hmm. and looking at it under a microscope. It was so amazing to me (laughs) and it kept me busy for hours. Right. Got a little solution. Got the little like glass piece you put over. And it, it didn't bu- take up space. It like, actually added value to you. Yeah, exactly. Did you have anything like that that you think of immediately? Oh man, there's so many different ones because my mom didn't always buy us a lot of toys unless it was like Christmas or a birthday. But the one that stands out to me is the Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, that's another great example. Yeah, man. I loved making like the little cakes and the brownies. And I mean, you got to wait forever for that light bulb to cook the thing. But like, it was just fun <laughs> to like for it to cook. And you want to share it with my, I would share it with my brother or share it with my mom. I still can't figure out how a light bulb makes a cookie, but it is, it is pretty cool. And yeah, and my daughter has one of those. And you know what? And she's taken an interest. It's now graduated to helping mama yeah. bake in the kitchen. To me, that's a very valuable toy. It is. That's not wind up in the garbage can. Exactly. Kenny, what about you? I remember getting a camcorder to videotape things. It took six AA batteries and it plugged directly into your VCR. So like you have, you were tethered to the VCR essentially. You couldn't go any further than the cord was, but that was my friends and I being creative, making funny, silly videos, creating our own wrestling league. And you know, I think it added to what I do today, which, you know, there's a lot of creativity involved in what we do. Kept you busy for hours and didn't take up a lot of space. And you still remember it today. Such great memories. Camera guy Josh. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, we went, my father and I went to an electronics store and he was buying a camera for himself and right at the last second said, actually, I'll take two. And he gave oh, me that other one. Oh, oh I'll never forget it. That's it was amazing. awesome. And you played with that for years. That was the beginning. That was my first camera. Yep. I love look, it. look, he's doing it professionally now. These are the toys. We need like real life stuff that we can use. And it just hit us. We, we got to like put out a PSA to our family and our friends. We know you have the best of intentions, yes. but it's messing our house up. <laughs> so either don't give something or if you are going to give something, here's a list of some cool ideas. Yeah. Tonight's the big night. Any big TV fans... Probably love Survivor, right? Of course. <laughs> you ain't living unless you're watching Survivor. <laughs> That's Kenny's theory. Yeah, at I'm least. sure you're living just fine. I've survived without watching it <laughs> for a very long time. Boring life. But somehow, Survivor has found my child. This is through my in laws. One night, they were watching our kids and they're like, hey, you want to watch this cool show? And they saw Survivor for the first time. My oldest daughter, in particular, she's nine, Charlie, she fell in love with this show. And now there's a whole new season on the way. She watched last season. So I did a quick interview considering tonight's the night. Hey, Charlie. Hello, Dada. Do you know your favorite show is starting again tonight? What's my favorite show? You don't remember? Survivor? Yeah. Really? Had no idea. Oh, she's excited, though. Look at her voice. Listen to her voice. She's got to join the newsletter. Get all the (laughs) updates. (laughs) It's a whole new season. How didn't you hear about it? I don't know. Well, how do you remember what the show's about? I just remember things. Hmm. Did you know that producer Kenny dreams of being on the show one day? So does my aunt. 
Yeah, it's true. I found out that uh, my sister-in-law really wants to be on the show. Maybe they can go together and survive together. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be on the show? No. Why? I'm not a survivor type of person. <laughs> what kind of person are you? I'm a sit-on-a-couch-and-watch-TV-all-day-long person. What? This is not what we want. Not, we don't want this in our house. There's a show for that. That's Big Brother. She can go on Big Brother. Ugh. No, you're not. Just kidding. I knew that it'd make you mad. Yeah, it did make me mad, actually. It was very upsetting. She knows you. Well, no, I'm not mad. I just know that's not true, because even if you wanted to be that, you wouldn't be allowed to. You only have so much screen time. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm a survivor of how much screen time I can get away with without you knowing. <laughs> now that's true. <laughs> that kid right there. <laughs> so Kenny wanted to know if you wanted to talk to him again this season about the Survivor shows. I told him you're not interested. Yeah, I'll talk to him. You want to call him Uncle Kenny? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to get her to nope. you know, warm up to Kenny because, uh, you know, they've got a lot in common. Right. They both watch this Survivor show. So are you excited? I mean, could you be excited for the, what, 57th, ep- what is it? 46. Season. Yeah. 46 seasons of Survivor? Like, I, I don't like it when people make themselves sound old because I don't think I'm an old person. I'm in my 30s, okay? Yeah. I feel like I remember when the first season came out. So obviously they've been pushing out more than one season a year. They usually do two a year. Okay. It's like, you know, in the movies you see season 1000 of, and you go, oh, we'll never get there. We're kind of getting there with Survivor. I think when they do get to Survivor season 1000, Jeff Probst will still be the host and he'll still look just as (laughs) handsome as he does today. Is he still the host? Yes, he is. And he looks great. He's in great shape. That's what money does for you. You know what I'm saying? Keeps you looking good. Keeps you in shape. Keeps you eating right. Yeah. Do we need a facial? We need money so we can afford facials. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It just sounds like, yeah, these guys got it figured out. They're so glamorous. It's a great show. Jeff Probst has definitely got it figured out. I think when it comes to reality game show hosting, he is tops. There he is. Well, let's 46 seasons. Congratulations on that. This is The TJ Show. And Kenny, you go through every story you can find and you bring us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? We're in the thick of Girl Scout cookie season, which usually runs from January through April. And you may have wondered, what do they do with the unsold cookies? They show up to my house. That's where they, that's where they go. <laughs> are there ever any leftovers? Do they ever not sell out? <laughs> there are leftovers. To ensure freshness, Girl Scouts only sell cookies produced for the current season. If a counselor troop has extra cookies at the end of a sale, they'll work with local food pantries and other charitable organizations to distribute the cookies. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I want to share this with you guys. So about a year ago, my wife Jess and I talked about this and we planned and we budgeted. And over the last year, we've been able to save enough money to buy a box of Dosidos this year. (laughs) And I can't wait. I mean, this is what sacrifice Man, let me tell you, those prices, they're between $5 to $7 for a box of Girl Scout cookies. I tell you. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of you for sacrificing, bro. Yeah, we knew. I mean, we had to plan it out, but we got there. Those Dosidos are good. When they first started selling Girl Scout cookies in 1917, they were 25 cents a box. Yeah, look at that. See? (laughs) Inflation, am I right? Candy, what else do you have? There was a situation in college basketball last weekend, and that is now reigniting a debate in the sports world. So here's what happened. Wake Forest upset Duke in men's college basketball. Immediately after the buzzer, Wake Forest fans stormed the court to celebrate. 
Duke player Kyle Filipowski was caught in the melee and was injured. Oh, no, no. That's terrible. Yeah, he tweeted, this gotta change. His coach, John Shire, has called for court storming to be banned, and even the Wake Forest coach, Steve Forbes, agreed. Yeah, it's too much risk. That's tough, though, because when your team wins, man, you just want to be down there with the situation and having a good time and getting excited. But if somebody gets injured and it's a player, yeah, it's like, ah, oh, they still got to play. Do they still allow that in baseball? Because I remember it used to be after the World Series that huh. the fans would storm the field. I feel like they made that illegal. Or is that still happening? I don't think you're allowed to do it. I don't think you're technically allowed to do it even in college basketball. Okay. The fact of the matter is you have so many security people and a lot of times, thousands, tens of thousands yeah. of mm-hmm. fans, they're simply outnumbered. So, well, they I don't start know. they start catching certain people, and they find them or have some sort of a deterrent. Yeah, yeah. And then, who wants to risk that? Right. Exactly. Now, a little over a month ago, this nearly happened to Caitlin Clark. We've been talking a lot about her as she's now the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. She collided with an Ohio State fan after their fans rushed the court. So that kind of sparked the debate. This injury to Kyle Filipowski has reignited the debate. And again, that's a big discussion going on in sports right now. How do we deal with this situation, especially with March Madness coming? Well, hopefully they'll have a solution. Yeah, slap some huge fines on a few people. I mean, it's also not fair to the players. They work so hard hard they're so disciplined and then by some random chance they get injured it's like how is that fair to anyone yeah Yeah, i agree kenny what else you have as per variety reporting netflix is expected to raise prices on its streaming plans before the end of 2024 wow they don't have enough that's aggressive. <laughs> like, hasn't this happened a number of times in recent, what, it feels the like months. last few months, yeah. They recently raised their prices in October 2023. Yeah. The basic plan was $8.99. It's now $11.99. And actually, that plan isn't even available anymore. So the standard HD two-screen plan was $13.99. <sighs> it's now $15.99. And the premium plans have gone up too. Netflix hasn't officially announced any plans to raise prices. This is coming from a report from UBS Securities Financial Analyst. They believe the streamer is seeking a bigger share of TV viewing. With the streaming plan increases, analysts expect Netflix's total revenue growth to rise to 15% for 2024, which was much higher than the 7% revenue boost it received last year. Well, I have a message for Netflix. If you hear the sound of my voice, I ain't got it. I don't got no more money. Don't come (laughs) for me no more. I don't have it. Well, and and all fairness, this sounds like it's speculation. At this point, it is just speculation. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They've been very nice to us in the past, right? What? (laughs) No way. I mean, yeah. like uh, There was the password lockdown at the beginning of last year. The price increases October 2023. No, I ain't got it, Netflix. But they haven't physically hurt us, have they? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to find Whatever, TJ. Yes, producer Heather. I mean, they brought us Stranger Things. Let's give them a break, guys. Come on. <laughs> all right, all right. And this is why they keep getting away with it. Kenny, what else is happening? I have another Netflix story for you. If you happen to be subscribing to Netflix through the Apple App Store, that's going to be going away. Why is that? Apple takes a cut of everything sold in the App Store and also takes a cut of in-app purchases. Netflix doesn't like that. So they want you to subscribe directly through them at mm. Netflix.com. The tech wars continue. Mm-hmm. What kind of percentage do they take? Anywhere from 15 to 30%. Wow. 
Wow, that is a big cut. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> 15 to 30% per app. That is a pretty bold move. Like here you're right. Netflix. You're this behemoth of a company. And then you've got this other company that's just delivering your little app. Well, we're going to take 30%. Really? 30%? That's a lot. <laughs> I, do you know how much 30% is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. it adds like, up for sure. Yeah, that's that's the rule. We make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Could you well, see how when there's one entity in charge Things can get a little weird. Mm-hmm. There's lawsuits going on in the United States and in the UK over Apple's App Store dominance in other fields, mainly video games and app games that can be played. So it's not unthinkable that Netflix would want to do this too. In fact, in 2018, they stopped accepting subscriptions through Apple, but many users were, quote, grandfathered mm, in. Okay. So if you were grandfathered in, you're soon not going to be grandfathered in. You have to switch your subscription or it's going to go away. Kenny, what else you have? There are people online who are selling the opportunity to take a selfie with their Stanley Cup. People ain't paying for that, though. In other There's words, no way. you can go up to someone who has a Stanley and go, let me just take a picture with it and then post it? Well, the Stanley owners are advertising this opportunity oh, to people goodness. who don't have Stanleys. Maybe they couldn't that afford one or maybe they missed out it, on it. I have no proof that people are actually paying this. The New York Post is reporting on this. They said these selfies could cost up to $150. Oh, please. That can't be real. It's got to be a publicity thing. Listen, as a kid, I understand wanting to fit in. You want to borrow your friend's sneakers who has the hottest sneakers so you can wear them to school. People think you're cool. But as an adult, we can't keep doing this. You, you have to be okay with not fitting in. Guys, it's a cup with a top on it. We can't. They give them to you for free at a fast food restaurant. I mean, just get But it's not it. a Stanley. You own the Stanley. I know I do, but it happened by accident. It was you a gift. Me. I know. You didn't buy it. It's so popular. I opened it at a White Elephant gift exchange. What it am I supposed to do? Just get rid of it? I, now I use it. It's it's another cup, and it's not, not going to be with me forever. I couldn't find any specific examples of anybody selling it for $150, but I've seen uh, $20 for a picture Please. with the pink cup that was an exclusive for Target, $10 for the white cup cup um they're saying meet us meet me here and we'll take the picture and and then you can pretend like you had a selfie well, along kenny you have a stanley how much you charging for you jaybo oh i'm not paying i'm not paying <laughs> oh, i would give it to you for free here. i still wouldn't no. i still wouldn't take the photo listen i'm not saying this is the case in this instance but there are so many times where companies just drum up these ridiculous stories and oh well it's interesting when you trace back to where it all started and an interesting distraction right from all the Led negative talk. press that's happening right now is that your conspiracy well my theory kenny thanks for keeping us somewhat informed that's what's happening we have a newsletter and what could possibly be in a newsletter that's interesting? J Bowen subscribes to him all the time. I do all the time, but not this one. Not this one. No. We want to keep you up to date on everything that's happening here on the show, what's going on behind the scenes. Also, we put out a couple things every single week that we think you're gonna love. Recipes. If you're interested in that kind of a thing. Also, just staying up to date on all that's happening in our latest podcast. Just go to the tjshow.com and you can sign up right there. There's a prompt. And we'd love to be in touch with you and get to know you better. Whoa. I didn't know today was the day. Did you hear what Kenny just said over there? Yeah. Whoa, One year, you, baby. Mr. One Year. We've been following along with Kenny. Mm-hmm. and You went out on your rooftop and shouted to everyone in the neighborhood that you love her, right? Isn't that like two after two dates? No, that's not. You're remembering incorrectly. <laughs> did that happen, though? I feel like I remember that. <laughs> he did shout it out. Yeah. The there, there was a situation where Heather and Jabo were talking about which of their significant others said, I love you first to them. Right. 
And then I said, I'm just proud. I want to shout it from the rooftop. So that's exactly what I did. So you I opened the window. Opened the window and yeah. I shout, yeah. <laughs> shout it to the whole community. And I think some guy yelled back, we don't care. <laughs> you know, but it's all good. Yeah, no, I believe that for sure. Well, look at this. So today's the actual one year anniversary. Congratulations, Kenny. Yeah, today was the day one year ago where I asked her to be my girlfriend and she said yes. You happy you did it? I am thrilled I did it. Now, TJ, are you surprised they made it a year? No, I mean, I am happy for Kenny. I think it seems like she's very cool. I don't know. I mean, you've described some of your previous relationships. They sound like they were really tough. Yeah, TJ's definitely surprised, j I ain't going to lie. I'm surprised. I mean, right. He, he didn't answer that. He beat well, around the bush. I'm surprised he made it a year. But I'm also very happy for Kenny and his girlfriend, Allison. Yeah, absolutely. And I like Allison a lot. But you, you think about a baseball player. If they've got a very low average and they're mostly missing the ball, yeah. when they get up to plate, do the fans go like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to hit this one out of the park? No, they don't. Yeah. No, you you, yeah. you go, it's probably not going to happen. Right, but right. when it does, you're like, whoa, that's awesome. He so hit you're it surprised. Out of the park. And so you hit it out of the park. Yeah, and I've known TJ a long time. He's seen a lot of my at-bats, let's just say. Yes. <laughs> my favorite at-bat, this is probably not what what we should be commemorating on your one-year anniversary with your current girlfriend, but there was a girl who you lied about what you did for a living, right? Yeah, I remember that story. I remember you lied about an apology letter that you wrote to your wife We're recently. not talking about no, TJ, no, no, we're that, talking about you, Kenny. That was a science experiment. No, Kenny was at a bar and he told some girl that he was a mechanical engineer. <laughs> and she went out with him on the term, or knowing that he was a mechanical, quote, engineer. And uh, you worked in this industry, radio? Yeah, I was a radio <laughs> performer. <laughs> And so he does have a track record of these swings and misses. And so, yeah, am I surprised when I think about it? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I'm happy for you. I found yeah. the right one. She's a darling. We're moving in together, as you guys know. Wow. And yeah, one year official today. She's so, been my girlfriend. What has been the biggest mistake that you've made in your relationship so far? Ooh, probably some of the things I've said on this show. Yes, Anyone sir. in particular? I agree. Any, anything that started a fight and you guys had a. Have you fought yet? No, I mean, I wouldn't call them fights, but we've had discussions, serious discussions. I think there was one where I was interviewing somebody on the street, and then later on in the show, I commented on this particular person's appearance. Thankfully, we've recorded that, and so we can keep playing it now, even a year later. Oh, right? And this was what he said. She was very attractive, by the way. While he just met this new girl. So mm-hmm. she was really upset about that. Well, she was more upset that you would play that clip uh-uh. over and over and over and over again. Which one? This one? She was very attractive, <laughs> by the way. That's, that's the one. <laughs> well, you know, and at that time, in all fairness to me, Okay, I said, we'll stop playing that because I didn't want to mess up what you had going on. It was new. And I haven't played it for mostly a year, but it's been a year, so we might as well bring it back and <laughs> let's see if we can get a renewal. She was very attractive, by <laughs> maybe, the way. Maybe she doesn't care anymore. We'll keep playing. <laughs> she's a year in at this point. She's like, whatever. I didn't say I would do it for more than a year. I mean, I think at this point it's expired. Yes, producer Heather. Well, congratulations. Can you made it only a year because today I think she's going to break up with you because of all of <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Kenny. One of my most successful relationships, then. This is the TJ Show. 